Hey everyone, this is Wesley Town. Welcome to Better Days Season 4, a conversation around making good when all feels bad. Let's jump into today's episode. I would love to open up a conversation around emotional health during this time that we are living through. A time like this causes disruption. And one of the main aspects of disruption we feel during a crisis is emotional disruption. We have all experienced this sharp turning point. One day we were living normally, we had our normal rhythms and routines and habits, and the next day the world was shutting down at a swift pace. And during this time that we're feeling a little bit of emotional instability, we have to recenter ourselves and recognize that emotions are an indispensable part of being human. And we are all feeling a mix of them currently. Some of us might be feeling stress or anxiety or panic or unrest. Some may feel disoriented or fearful or discouraged. Some of us are pent up with energy or pent up with frustration. Some may feel overstimulated by having too much people time at home, day in and day out. Some may feel overwhelmed by the consequences of the virus that is reshaping our society. And some of us may feel depression beginning to take root in our soul. The myriad of emotions you are feeling are quite common and normal during a crisis, particularly an unprecedented time like we are living through. We were created to feel what we term positive emotions and negative emotions. God designed us to feel the full spectrum of emotions, positive emotions like joy and happiness and negative emotions like fear and sadness. In Christianity, it is quite popular to demonize certain emotions, particularly what we term the negative emotions. It would seem like for some that Jesus only lived with happiness and positivity his entire life on earth. This train of thinking is more of a cultural ideology rather than an accurate description of the nature, particularly the emotional nature of Jesus. We learn that Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Jesus was the one who, when facing the crisis of the cross, prayed fervently to bypass the cross while sweating drops of blood in mental and emotional agony. Jesus didn't just feel happiness and positivity. He also felt grief, pain, sadness. And that's important to recognize. And in a challenging time like we are living through, it is important for us to recognize the value of human emotions and embrace the reality of emotional awareness and intelligence. A crucial part of that is learning that we have feelings that are wired into our brains and physiology. Our emotional brain processes a lot of information when it senses danger. Through communication functions in different parts of the emotional brain, we began to feel physiological changes in our bodies and emotions like anxiety or fear. Here's a little more in-depth explanation. Think of this as what takes place in the human brain and the human body during danger, which is a major marker of a crisis. Bessel van der Kolk explains the emotional brain, saying, quote, The emotional brain has first dibs on interpreting incoming information. 
sensory information about the environment and body state received by the eyes, ears, touch, kinesthetic sense, etc., converges on the thalamus, where it is processed and then passed to the amygdala to interpret its emotional significance. This occurs with lightning speed. If a threat is detected, the amygdala sends messages to the hypothalamus to recreate stress hormones to defend against the threat. The emotional brain is at the heart of the central nervous system, and its key task is to look out for your welfare. It detects danger. It alerts you by releasing a squirt of hormones. The resulting visceral sensations will interfere with whatever your mind is currently focused on and get you moving physically and mentally in a different direction. The emotional brain initiates pre-programmed escape plans, like the fight-or-flight responses. These muscular and physiological reactions are automatic, set in motion without any thought or planning on our part, leaving our conscious, rational capabilities to catch up later, often well after the threat is over, end quote. Your emotional brain is at work as you experience crisis, threats, danger, stressors. What we want to focus on is interpreting and responding to what is taking place inside of us in a healthy manner. Put another way, the response we have is vital. And when we face a crisis, it's important to consider and interpret how we feel and how we respond to how we feel. Here are some helpful concepts slash tools to help us navigate this emotional disruption and to cultivate emotional health in the midst of what we're all feeling and going through. There's eight of them. The first is this, give yourself time to adapt. Your life has been disrupted. Your routine has been disrupted. Your emotions have been disrupted. Give yourself time to adjust to this new normal that we are all living through. Change in life takes time to process and adjust to. Second, your body and emotions are communicating. It is important in a time like this to be attentive to what you are feeling. Your emotions are signals on your dashboard. They are communicating something to you. So we respond by listening and being aware. As well, the physical responses in your body around stressors and dangers are very real. You cannot necessarily control the initial physiological responses, but you can interpret and respond to what is taking place in your brain and your body. Third, spend time processing what you are feeling. Two questions to ask yourself. What is my body communicating? What are my emotions communicating? Silence and solitude is a great way to do this. Silence and solitude is a way to slow down, be intentional, and separate ourselves from the digitally frenetic and overstimulated world that we live in. As a follower of Jesus, I believe that Jesus was the most emotionally aware human in history. He felt positive emotions and negative emotions. And he needed to depart from people and doing often to be alone with God and to process and pray. If he needed that, so do I. 
Our emotions are an opportunity to understand what is going on inside of us and to meet with and talk to God around what we are feeling. This is essentially what happens in silence and solitude. We are attuned to what's taking place inside of us, and we can also be attuned to God and what he's speaking to us and communicating how we feel to him. God does not demonize our emotions. All emotions are real, but not all emotions are functioning according to how they were designed to function. Our job is to process them, probe them, and choose to align them with healthy expressions and align them with their original design. Number four, communicate what you're feeling and what you have processed. In a time like this, you don't want to keep your emotions bottled up. You don't want to suppress the pain or stress or fear or anxieties that you're feeling inside. So share what you are feeling with those who are close to you and those who are safe and people that you can trust. This is a healthy outlet for emotional health and navigation during a time like this. Number five, allow yourself the freedom to grieve. A lot of the emotions we're feeling right now are rooted in grief. We are grieving various losses in our lives. This is a challenging time, and no doubt we feel that internally. We were not created to feel comfortable with pain and brokenness in the world. Sadness and grief are emotions that communicate that this is not the way the world was originally designed to be like. And so we express that uncomfortableness with a virus like this that is sweeping through the world. So allow yourself the freedom to grieve. Number six, be aware of how you are projecting your emotions on others. Relationships play a vital role in our emotional health, and relationships are often tested and taxed during a crisis. So here's a tip to live by during a time like this. When you feel stressed, unsettled, and in a heightened state, because of the physiological reactions taking place inside of you or the stirring of emotions, the mixing of emotions, the unsettling of emotions inside of you, it is important to not project the uncomfortable emotions or the emotional disruptions inside of you onto those around you in a negative way. That is not a healthy way to cope relationally in a crisis. And sometimes we project what we're feeling inside of us, but we haven't probed and processed and filtered onto other people in a negative way. Let's say, for example, you're feeling a lot of pent-up energy or frustration, and somebody does something in your home that perturbs you, so you lash out or you express your frustrations to that person, projecting what you're feeling upon them. That's not something we want to do to cope with the stressors we're feeling in this current cultural moment. We need to learn to process our emotions internally and communicate them in a healthy manner rather than projecting them in a relationally toxic manner. Number seven, this is, this is what we can do with our body to begin to help 
our emotional state. Number seven, spend time moving and exercising. It is important to practice healthy coping mechanisms during a crisis. And exercise and movement are vital coping mechanisms. Some people say, well, how how does this relate to emotions? Here's how. We are integrated beings. We are body-soul beings. Our body and soul are interconnected. So movement and exercise have a positive influence on our mind and emotions. This is really important. And it's important that we're not consumed by the digital news feeds or we're consumed by distraction. We need to be intentional to cultivate emotional health and to navigate this emotionally disruptive time. And moving and exercise are really, really important. Number eight, practice healthy sleep patterns. It is important at the end of each day that we give our body and brain the time it needs to rest and detox. Sleep affects how you feel and how you function. It plays a vital role in almost every system in your body. And in addition to that, God created us to sleep. He created us each day to have a daily Sabbath of rest. Begin to be intentional about your sleep patterns and shoot for seven to nine hours of sleep a night. You will not regret it. You will feel human and healthy. I hope these concepts and tools will benefit you emotionally during this time. It is easy to be discouraged with how we are processing all of this, feeling like we have failed. But I want to encourage you, give yourself grace. This is a process for all of us. Let's today begin being intentional to cultivate emotional health during this time. There are better days ahead emotionally. Much love to you. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you were encouraged. I would love for you to help me to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send a link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for your support. I can't wait to connect with you again next week for another episode of Better Days.